Hey guys, make sure to come to the Minnesota Aquarium Society's Aquarium Expo. Starting March 19th at 9 a.m. all the way to 6 o'clock, I will be there. Come and hang out. Uh, I think Jimmy and Adam are both going to be there. Even Jimmy might be doing a vendor booth. I don't, I'm not sure. But yeah, come say hi, hang out, You know, meet these uh, ugly people behind the mic, and you know, maybe learn something with these cool breakout sessions. Also, thank you to the coolest sponsor, Daku Aquatics. Go to dakuaquatics.com, that's D-A-K-U aquatics.com, links in the description, and you can find yourself some sweet shrimp, nano fish, plants. They even have this sweet driftwood combination where they actually attach plants to driftwood, and it's hella cheap, and you can even make it cheaper. Promo code Aquarium Guys at checkout, get yourself another 10% off. Including they have these sweet square extendable shrimp nets. Uh, these are telescoping units. They're great. 11 bucks. You know, you get yourself another percent off if you use our promo code. Why are you not doing this immediately? Guys, let's kick the podcast. Guys, welcome, one and all. Thanks, your, thanks, Robs. If this is your first time coming, <laughs> just go back and listen to the other ones. <laughs> if this is, that sounded if this is your awful. first time here. Go, go, go on back. You know, uh, see what we're all about because this is this is us being you know chums with you. We've already earned the relationship here. Go back. You can start from the beginning, otherwise start from 18. You know, pick and choose. 18. This is not the one you start with, is all we're saying. I feel dirty just talking about this whole thing. I am your Rob's <laughs> your, host, your, Olson. You're my Rob's? What? I am your Rob's host, Olson. You know, when you say I'm your Rob's host, Olson, when you say host, <laughs> it sounds like you've got parasites or something. Well, he probably does. He pro- I know he, he does. You know what? You have to week. kick this off. Well, well, hey, everybody. It's your favorite guy, your favorite aquarium guy, Jim Colby here. And, and and my friend Adam here. What's your name, Adam? My name's Adam. <laughs> no, no. Your whole name. A social security number. Adam Elnishar. Okay, we need the... the All fir- right, good the enough f- for introductions. <laughs> what about you? Your Rob's my parasite. No, I am your Rob's host, Olson. <laughs> my my co- co-parasite host. Wow, we need to stop drinking before the podcast. Well, guys, welcome to this uh, shindig. What are we talking about today, Jimmy? Today, I'm very excited that I finally came up with an idea that nobody flushed down the frickin' toilet for once. Well, wait, powdered alcohol has already been banned. You know... That is a story within itself, and we'll do a whole podcast on okay. that. Okay, but you know, normally we look for ideas from people, ourselves included, something new. And oh my gosh, people are doing things on the internet already. Discord is uh, having fun with that one. Yeah, so if you uh, want to join us, just uh, check us out on Discord, and Rob will give you all the information because I don't have a clue because I don't have a computer. AquariumGuysPodcast.com, bottom of the website, you can join the debauchery live. It'll yes. be fun. Very Dis- excited. Discord's a it's it's a great community. You know, there's like you know a bunch of people listening to us right now. Yeah. So l- last week, Rob's threw out a uh, text to Adam and I. The three of us have a text that we go together, and uh, he said, "You guys got the idea." And I came up with this idea. It didn't get shot down, and so I keep feeling I'm being set up for failure here. <laughs> I really do. 
And anyway, so what the podcast today is going to be about is we are going to talk about our favorite aquarium websites, information sites, maybe even our famous, uh, our favorite YouTubers that we love to watch and follow. The we, content creators. Right. Throw some shout outs out. Exactly. And then hopefully they'll send us some swag. With just a pinch of shitting on things along the way. We, well, that's what we do. I mean, fuck <laughs> you, Schmelta. <laughs> you know, this whole Schmelta Delta coronavirus thing, I, I'm still, it's so well-named, you know. What 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 what's making people sick? Yeah, it's so Delta. close. To, it's so close to Schmelta. Right. You know, but they but, should have contacted us. But now I'm kind of worried about the whole thing. So Adam, you told me earlier today, what's the new virus behind the Delta virus? Oh, that's Lambda. Lambda. And then we're gonna go to Theta and Omega and Zeta and all the other ah, alphabets. That, I think we should go to the Malaysian characters. Well, because there's 72 of those. I'm thinking it's just as this whole thing's brought to you by some sort of bad sorority, don't you think, or fraternity, or whatever you want to call it. People actually in my communities have been comparing them to. Uh, there's going to be the the random Frito Lay's potato chip flavors. You know how they come out with those random ones and they're there for a season and then go away for. Oh, like like bacon cheeseburger. But then later they'll come up like two years later and just come out of nowhere with and another new flavor, yeah. another new flavor, or return an old flavor. Right. You know I mean, that's what coronavirus is going to be. It's just going to be the flavor of the month. It's going to be the Frito Lay's. <laughs> And it probably wait, wait, wait. I didn't go to college. You were talking about sororities. So where's the sorority girls? Well, yeah, exactly. We need some sorority girls on here is what we need. This that is would off, be appreciated. This is off the deep end. Yeah, we've we've had commenters say that we're just nothing but terrible masculinity and we should be taken off air. Oh, exactly. Hello, ladies. <laughs> you guys have got too much time in your hands. So anyway, we're going to talk about our favorite, favorite, and most favorite and why we like it, websites, information sites, and YouTubers. Wonderful. So what do you got, Robs? Well, before we get into that. Oh, do you have news? I just need to bitch a little bit. Is oh, that okay? Hold on here. I, I'm holding a microphone. I need to get my shit out. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Never mind. Just go ahead. So in the spans of time in the last, I don't know, couple episodes, it's hard for people to catch up because they're still listening to very old episodes. We, we uh, moved our scheduling to every two weeks of releasing episodes, so we had a long back catalog to, to go through. So uh, recently, I uh, was working on the aquariums. You know, I was, I'm coming up from burnout, and now I'm right back in burnout. I have a 90-gallon square aquarium that decided to split down the side as I just fill it up. It hasn't been filled up in, you know, a little while. It's, uh, it was like three quarters full, so I decided, hey, let's top it off. Go over there, top it off, go upstairs on my birthday, which, you know, no one showed up to because it was midget wrestling and they're scared of midgets. Everybody's scared of midgets. That's a whole other story. But uh, uh, I go upstairs and relax after finally getting the fish stuff done, and my wife's like, you hear that? And I hear what can only be described as gushing. I run downstairs to see that the entire side split wide open and was oh. just pouring water across my basement. Good, it's your aquarium. It was. Oh, I. For people who don't know, Robbie's wife is very pregnant at this point. That also. And, could and, have been and, a great when, and when you said you heard a gush, I thought, oh, her water broke. Oh shit! Her water broke. No. Now I'm, gonna... I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure gushing had nothing to do with the part of impregnating your wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Exactly. We're definitely labeling this episode explicit. That's Anyways. right. Uh, so I run downstairs, I smash my face and body into the aquarium trying to hold the seal together, and Why? I managed to do that. It worked. So I just sat there. <laughs> because it was leaking all over the floor, I Adam. I sat there with my face smashed against the aquarium for almost an hour until my buddy came with clamps so we could hold the tank together with long utility clamps so it wouldn't stop leaking and I could drain the water out normally. So I saved my basement. 
but the aquarium and fish were all over the floor, and it was a, it was a big mess. I shot vacked. I got dehumidifiers. I got the basement finally treated. It's good to see you got the carpet clean finally. Right. So that tank, I dispersed the fish, and then the next day, my electrician comes in because I'm putting in a, a room in my basement for my new kid, and the electrician decides to bump to knock my PVC pipe that feeds all of my airlines for my entire no. fish room apart. So you, you didn't have it glued shut? I did not because I never glue them shut because I always reorganize or, or pop them apart. So I always push them together. Mm. This guy, he, it was like, it was a strong one too. This guy took some effort and he knocked my airline out and took all the airline uh, hoses out of my entire fish room. And the one that was affected, of course, is the tank with the most expensive fish. Exactly. Your favorite fish. I lost 85% of the tank. And of course, no. only the most expensive fish were affected. Like my giant clown loaches that were worth hundreds of dollars. Uh, overall, all the fish that I lost from that was well into $2,000 worth of fish. I hope the bill you get for your electrician is more than 2000 Yeah, it's... Uh, uh, the poor guy... So he's he's, he's still stuttering. I mean, you want to be... Immediate reaction is that son of a bitch and, you know, electrician. But the poor guy didn't even know what the hell they were for. He came in. It, it, mistakes happen, right? You, you don't really blame the guy. It's just another piece of misfortune, uh, you know, down my shitty world. So I think we learned that maybe you should glue your stuff. Glue my stuff? Glue. I think you should, you should probably glue your, your, your airline. You know what the lesson I learned was? What was it? That I never let an electrician in my house alone. Ah, that is another good one. That's a good one. So this seems like this is all your wife's fault again. I, I Let's blame her. Let's I blame her. her. Exactly. Yeah, see, that's the therapy I need. I think we blame her. That's the therapy I need. So that you had a terrible a terrible birthday. You had a terrible... Did you ever call the a-hole that you bought that tank from to see if there's any sort of, you know, like, guarantee on it? Well, it's not that guy's fault either. See, I got the tank used. The seals were great. I've had the thing for years. And here's a, here's another lesson for Who, you. Who'd you buy it from? You, you shithead. <laughs> uh <laughs> Here, here's the lesson that you learned. I don't blame Jim for this at all, right? He no. sold me a great tank. The lesson learned is that if you have a large aquarium and you decide that you're going to want to be one of these artsy-fartsy cool kids that have a rimless tank, don't. All right? If it's an aged aquarium, either plan that you're going to do a resealing every so often or put a rim on the tank because the rim holds bad seals together. Me smashing my face against an already ripped seal resealed the tank. If I would have had a ring around the top, none of this would have happened. So just you putting your 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 cheeks on it and you wrapping your arms around it. Oh, uh, imagine me just laying against the thing at like a, a full like I don't know forty five degree angle, just plowing my face and hands into it, just pushing with all my might and weight. Resealed the tank. Well, that's wonderful. Right, so but I, it, I had bruises on my face, and hands, and knees. Yeah, but you, you still look the same. Uh, thank you, thank you. I need <laughs> I needed this in my therapy session. Oh, that's that's why you get a, you go to AA. I'm assuming it's just like this. You get in a room and it's just a bunch of people like mm, cry more, and they just call you a bitch, and you walk away. Wow, <laughs> so much understanding here. No, I, I do feel better though. How about you, Adam? You had you had a good week, bad week. What's going on, man? I I have a regular week. A regular I just week. Like, yeah, I just like listening to Robbie have how he has problems. I it's, I, it's, I do get great pleasure from his pain. Honestly, there is there is I mean, pain. I just want to know. So the two thousand dollars worth of fish that you lost, I'm assuming yes. your moss survived. Oh, of course. I mean, <laughs> yeah. That, that I still have it drying out, and it's still green. Uh, does it? Is it in the floor yet? Because it'll grow through the floor. Well, the I haven't tried that. I, generally, when I see it on the floor, I pick it up. It attaches. Oh, okay. It attaches itself. Uh, but, but I mean, the two thousand dollars worth of fish that you lost is that count about the same as your arowana that you had eaten? Oh. By the 
Oh no, we we don't talk about that. Let's talk about the arowana. So in the in the aquariums that I lost fish for, right? The only fish that survived were common placos, guppies that I never wanted that someone put in there, and of course the penis fish, the cheapest fish of all. Exactly. And Why the, did you? What fish did you have in there? I had clown loaches. I had albino roseline sharks. Like six inch clown loaches, big big. Oh no no bigger. They were ten inch clown loaches. They were huge. No. The biggest one was ten inches. The uh, shortest one was five. You think ten inches is this big? I used I used a member of my body to measure these things. <laughs> so right? it was two inches. I, I know what's up. So your hands multiple times does not count. Yeah, you're, so, two, you're two inches. So yes. Uh, again, albino roselines, normal roselines. I had a colony of breeding. Siamese algae eaters, which is, again, I can't explain how rare that is because they have to be injected to induce to breed in captivity. You? So that was that was a huge thing. The fish or you? I mean, I I go for well, an injection both. right about now. I bet you could. Oh, yeah, I lost all kinds of shit. I there was a, a there was some rare catfish that I got from Jay. I mean, all, all kinds of goodies died. So the lesson here, kids, are if it's your favorite fish, don't say it out loud or even in your head. Right. Because it will die. 100%. Every time. Every time. Every time. Every time. You know what? My buddy Ty. That yeah, Sean about, hasn't had us back because he told us about his favorite fish. Right. And it died, yeah. died the next week. Yeah. It, Did Ty, it die the next week? I was pretty sure. And I, oh, yeah. We, we all went, oh, oh. And he thought somebody shit on the floor. But yeah, we're, we're like, like oh. Don't, don't, don't say that out loud, ever. Yeah, you know, Ty would say that all the time. He goes, this is my favorite fish this week, and, and it would be dead in three days and stuff. And so I told him, in all seriousness, I said, you know, don't ever pick a favorite child. Don't ever say this. I don't either. Favorite. Yeah. And you've got lots to pick from. you got like a baseball team you can pick from. I know, I've got four to pick from that I know of. That you know? Okay. Yes. They're wow. all my favorite kids. All your favorite kids. Biggest yeah, lie I, I've ever heard. Yeah. Wait, what? When your parents say, I love you all the same. Yeah, no. No. Not, not, not even, even close. close. No. Jimmy was definitely lower in the totem pole at home. We oh, all know that. man. Yeah. You know, as a child, I was hurt being breastfed. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, the cow stepped on my head. Oh, thank God. Did you know that they're changing that now to, like, person milk or something? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> what are you talking they're changing, about? They're changing boop, breast milk to, like, person milk. My favorite one was on Parks and Recreation, and they had these, like, super hipster douchey people in, like, an art museum. They're like, oh, yeah, we're going to be introducing something that are just going to revolutionize breakfast. And they're like, what? Look at beef milk. <laughs> beef milk. <laughs> beef milk. Dude. Like, what the shit? Gross. Anyways, uh, yeah, you, let's, let's get back on top, but I think we're up to date. Are you up to date, Adam? Yeah, we're. I'm good. Okay, well... Although, I mean, I, there was some cool stuff that I... I found for news, but we're okay. I mean, okay, throw us good. one. And Give us your we'll best on one. topic, and we'll we'll shoot it down in ball flames. Well, while he does that, uh, on our Facebook page, we were uh, uh, blessed by some of our favorite uh, fans. They purchased their uh, "I Love Cock" T-shirts. What? Uh, I love cock. Excuse me. The T-shirt. Oh, you didn't know about our merch line? Uh, I, I love. Did cock? see that today. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, a cock is spelled K-O-K and is the ball on a flower horn fish. Yes. Uh, so of course we have a dorky-looking retard flower horn fish. You can't say retard. I, I. It's my podcast. You can't say retard. You can't. It's say, your podcast you too. Can't, you can't say midget. Oh, excuse me. They labeled it midget wrestling. All right. All right. It's only fair. Granted. Granted. <laughs> Granted. So uh, bought some T-shirts saying, I love cock. And, of course, had to take some pictures for us feeding his cock. So, so check that's... that out on Facebook, right? Heck, yeah. And he's got Okay. A... Oh, Adam woke up. No, no, no. Go ahead. Finish. I'm and sorry. don't forget about promo codes. You can use promo code Jim, Adam, or Robs. Right. R-O-B-B-Z, if you want to pick me. Yes. I think it, it's like, what, 5% off, 10% off? I can't remember. I think uh, it's 5%. Mine, if you use mine, mine is 75% off. <laughs> 
And so just go ahead and use mine. And if it doesn't work, then get a hold of Rob. But oh, great. Mine is 75%. Thank off. you. Now I'm going to have people. Adam's 82% off. Now I'm going to have people coming. What? Me. All right, Adam, what, what you got you? for news? So the coolest thing that I, I saw on the news was the world's rarest rabbit was actually spotted on Facebook. Uh, and they, the the, the Wagyu rabbit? What? Huh? The Wagyu rabbit? That was some sort of. No, 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 no. It is actually a Sumatran striped rabbit. Ooh. Are, you, are you talking like a bunny rabbit? Yeah. So there's this really super rare rabbit in the Philippines. I, well, Sumatra, whatever. Yeah, we're not geography majors. That's for damn In that sure. area of the world. And these things. I think we lost Adam, but we, we definitely trust our uh, brown friend Adam to know more geography than us. <laughs> Where did you go, Adam? Adam. Well, this uh, moment sponsored by Comcast. <laughs> <laughs> Lick my taint. So we're talking about rabbits. And so the best thing about rabbits is you must be a very, very quiet one when you're hunting. Did the internet die again? Hey, hey, now we're back. Yeah. All right, so the Sumatran striped rabbit. We got to start over. Okay, so it died. <laughs> the, the get Your out of time. internet died. No, I thought, the ra- I thought the rabbit died. Are no, we... the rabbit didn't die. But if the rabbit this dies, is... you leave town, dude. You should know that by now. Oh, yeah, you'd be fucked if the rabbit died All and right, you got caught. Back to the top. The Sumatran striped rabbit, please. You can't, you can't say midget. You can't say retard. You can't say fuck. Okay. Say New rules. I can say rabbit. That was found on Facebook. And then they went to this farmer. This farmer found it in a flood in his field. And he basically picked it up, put it in a cage, and tried to sell it. So back from the top, what about this rabbit? Tell us about the rabbit, Adam. Okay, the Sumatran striped rabbit is one of the rarest rabbits in the world. They're only known from like half a dozen museum specimens. And they literally don't even know where they are found, where they are all from. And this guy found one in a flood, picked it up and put it in a cage and tried to sell it on Facebook. How much you get? Well, he wanted like five US dollars for it. Oh, you should buy it. Which, well, if I lived in Sumatra, I would pay five US dollars for a Sumatran striped rabbit. There, somebody posted a picture. There we it's go. It's actually really cool looking. So what happened to it then? Their version of Fish and Wildlife came, told the guy not to have it, and then took it away and let it go again. They made sure it was healthy, and it had like a little cut on its neck, and they they put some stuff on it and let it go. Because they're just so rare that they don't even get seen, and this guy had one in a cage. They gave it a COVID shot and let it go? You know the world's gone to Pretty hell much. when a rabbit is the thing that's endangered? Well, nobody knows anything really about them. They don't, they don't know where their habitat is. They apparently don't produce that many. You know, I don't know. They're Yeah, you'd think they're rabbits, but I don't know. I don't know if they... They're kind of like, from what I understood, they're kind of like great white sharks. You can't keep great white sharks in captivity. Well, thank goodness. That was my... Otherwise, uh, Marineland would be uh, be featuring that next week. That would be cool on SeaWorld, wouldn't it? Here oh, comes Shamu no. and a great white shark chasing it. Oh, no. Bum, 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 bum. Oh, why? And by the way, Rob's, I found another thing that I'm going to get now. Let's hear it. Fugu pufferfish. Ooh. Seagrass Farms have those quite often. They do? I know. I know somebody could get you one. And you which, know a guy? I know a guy. What's, what, what do you like about the fugu pufferfish? Internal organs? You can literally turn somebody into a zombie with it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. We left and got back, and we got back at zombies. So start at the top, please. I was talking about what I liked at fu- about fugu for fish. Yes, I, I they're just, one of the most venomous animals known to man. Well, we know that can... Julie is going to make us sign forms for us to get that for you now. I know, but you can also use the venom as don't as, say a stimulant. Oh, I thought you were going to say COVID vaccine. No. So is that how they did the Miami zombie back in the day? Which one? 
Well, you heard that guy that got high on bath salts and ate some dude's brain. Oh, that was fun. That was fun. Yeah, I remember the news was fun. I don't think that was fun. No. All right, I think we're way off topic. Uh, Jimmy, kick this off. Well, you know, you led into this pretty well when you're talking about, about how your gosh darn tank crapped out on you. And I, I'm well, sorry. I'm I, glad to help. I'm sorry that your tank pooped out on you. I'm sorry. And that leads into how I found this particular website. And uh, one of my favorite websites that I've been following is called Goliad Farms. And they are down based in Texas. And when I started following them was back in, I want to say January, February, when the state of Texas had that terrible power outage for many, many days. And they lost almost everything on their farm. But they videotaped everything as they went through all their warehouses and found what fish lived, which fish didn't. They do many, many types of cichlids. They do gambusias. They do scuds. They do all kinds of, of fun things. But it was interesting just following them along. It was just such a long, long process about how they had to restart everything. The gentleman that, that runs the place is super, super educated. And he explains things so easily that you can follow it without going over your head. And I've been following these guys now since, like I said, probably January, February. And it just amazes me that they have gone, all Charles and Susie have gone and restarted everything to get back into it. Because this isn't the first time that they've lost everything. They've lost stuff in hurricanes. They've lost stuff because of uh, power outages and whatnot. And every time it's a learning thing for them. Yeah, you want to talk about someone that would be an expert up in the podcast and talk about how to deal with the loss? Forget burnout. That Those people really know how to pick up the ashes. Right. And the thing I love about their, their farm is it's really, really basic. Nothing fancy. They're doing a lot of stuff out of 50 55-gallon barrels out of horse troughs. They make cichlid hotels out of different wire and things so that babies can get away from mom and dad. They do a lot, a lot of cool stuff. But the thing I really wanted to point out to you as we were talking about this is they do the Gamera Scuds. And you folks who don't know what Scuds are, Gamera's, they're also known as Scuds. It's a shrimp-like crustacean. And it's very easy to culture live food. That is, it's an excellent size for many larger tropical fish. Even adult guppies can eat scuds. Cichlids and many killifish also love them very much. The crustacean reaches about one centimeter. The shrimp-like freshwater crustacean lives on decaying plants and detritus, also eating algae and other microorganisms. It is gray to green in color, and you can buy these from the, these folks, and they will give you a big bucket full for about 40, 50 bucks. And if you're looking for live food, they come in and you can kind of culture them and keep them going. And you'll have a continuous bunch of live food for your larger fish. And nobody else really sells scuds. Most of the time, they're considered a complete pest. So if you're doing like predator tanks, cichlid tanks, you're trying to breed out, you're trying to do grow outs, there's nothing better than it. But if you're having a very delicate planted tank and it's a, you know, a smaller type, scuds can be an absolute menace to try to get rid of. So know where to use them. And if you're looking for scuds in your area... You can try to find people that do game ponds, and they call them freshwater shrimp because they don't have no clue what they're... You know, like, you go to a bait store, and they give different nicknames for things. It's not actually what the minnow is called. Same deal here. The people that sell scuds, they call them, uh, most of the time in America, freshwater uh, shrimp. Yeah. Because they have no idea what they are. One of my friends over in the Brainerd area, he used to go out and collect them from his pond, and that's how he would get his uh, angelfish to grow so quickly. He could get angelfish from newborn to quarter size in about three and a half weeks feeding them scuds and he would go out there with a big dip net and, and dip them but he had to be careful not to overfeed them and then as soon as summer was over then he was out of scuds because he was not knowledgeable enough about how to keep them going but if you are breeding fish and especially if you're doing bare bottom tanks they are a wonderful thing you just don't want to put them in your uh, community planted tank because they will cause a little havoc so that's one of my favorite ones is, is goliad farms um, check them out 
on the web. Goliad's spelled G-O-L-I-A-D. Goliad Farms. Check them out. Adam gets to go next. Oh, also, before you start, Adam, none of these people are sponsored. If you want to get sponsored, or better yet, be a guest in the podcast, contact us, especially, uh, you know, Charles and Susie. Wink, wink. Absolutely. Yeah, they've also done some stuff on uh, YouTube with some famous YouTubers and stuff. Check them out. Heck yeah. All right, Adam, all you. Okay, so which one do you want? I want your best one. We want your honesty. Okay, like, because I know lots of fish places and lizard places and frog places. I don't know which... Fish places. It's generally a fish podcast. I know you want to change well, okay. things, but well, I don't want to change everything. But <laughs> just, just, just his co-host. Just no, just his co-host. Oh, just okay. co-host. Love you too. Yeah, actually, as dumb as it sounds, Aquabid and Jimmy's probably going to say this one too. Aquabid I love Aquabid. Lots... Aquabid has a lot of cool stuff on it. You can find anything on there from L forty six plecos that are wild caught only during permitted times. You can find everything you want. You can find live food. You can find salt. Books. I've actually picked up some super rare books off of Aquabid that you can't find anywhere else. I've had them shipped all the way from England. It's kind of one of those little hidden gems that people don't really know about. It's basically just like an aquatic eBay. But continually check that one out. I don't know how much more to say. That I mean, that, people that, message that, like, uh, like people have like they even the message us now is Aquabid risky at all. Anytime that you go to uh, a site where you're doing uh, auctioned items, there is a certain amount of risk because you haven't done business with that person before. Even on any uh, website, if it's not just an individual single seller. You have to learn and pick and choose who are your favorite people to deal with because you're dealing with a plethora of different people on the other side. The thing about Aquabit is it helps facilitate honesty. That's why like having an eBay as a middleman really helps protect the dollar. And they have to put their live arrival guarantee policies. They have to be uh, very, very detailed on what exactly they're covering before it. So read the details of your orders. I've had great luck purchasing them in the past. Uh, I've had great luck also. I've, I've, had a, I've had a bad one, but it was protected, and I uh, didn't have to worry about it. Very, very few have ever had a problem with. Generally, I just don't order in the winter. Being in, you know, closer to the Canadian border, I just don't trust other people to understand what we do with up here. So I'm not going to waste their time and my time. I just order in the uh, warmer months. Yeah, the other thing that too is if you can go on there and read their reviews, and people are pretty truthful in the reviews. And there's some people that have been on there forever, and they do a great job. There's some people, some fly-by-night people, they don't last. So take a look at the reviews. There's some stuff you can get on there at a reasonable price. Some stuff you can get on there is pretty expensive. But you know, like. For guppies, for instance, if you're looking for some fresh guppy uh, strain that you want to introduce into your collection, great place to look. But I personally would stay away from, like in the guppies, there's several people from Thailand and different places that are selling. And not that they're, they're bad people, but here's the deal. You have to pay shipping several times. You have to pay shipping into the United States. You have to pay transshipper fees and stuff. So your $25 pair of guppies could cost you 150 bucks before you get done. So you might be real careful. Try to stay within the United States or Canada. And, and know if you're bringing stuff into your area, make sure that it's legal for you to have it in that area. Because there's several things in our state that we can't have, such as uh, blue crayfish. They're just illegal in Minnesota for some reason. And so um, I can't, or, like when I order from Seagrass Farms, they actually have it blocked out so i mean it, 
because I'm from Minnesota, I say, hey, you guys got any blue crayfish? And she goes, yeah, but you can't have them. And so you just need to know what you it can get and keep in your state. So, And it's not necessarily that some things are illegal. Some things uh, have restrictions to import into a state. If they're already there and breeding, a lot of times you the law isn't there. So do your homework on your local laws for that one. But people like Seagrass Farms, they're required to do their own homework, which is why they have their own ban lists. So you'll you'll find it a lot of times going with the more experienced wholesalers as well. Yes. They'll, they'll protect you before, uh, just protect themselves, which is kind of nice. Adam, do you buy stuff off Aquabid? I have. I've bought in books and stuff because I don't have a place to put fish. When I do find a place to put fish, I'm going to be getting some of Joe Gargas's discus and his ram cichlids. Yeah, Joe Gargas out of Florida, very talented guy. He owns several patents on different things, and we can talk about his website here in a little while. But you also can get plants. You also can get snails. You also can get the branches, the driftwood. Yeah, driftwood, spiderwood, things like that. Uh, you can get decorations, uh, T-shirts. I get all kinds of cool stuff on there. So if you're not familiar with Aquabid, check it out. And it changes daily, so keep an eye out what you're looking for. I'm always looking for half-black angelfish, and they're on there once in a while. So it's my turn then? Do it. I get a lot of people. They always ask me, private message me, especially when I'm the one that deals with the communication for the Aquarium Guys podcast. Hey, where can I find so-and-so? Hey, where do you recommend the best so-and-so? And they always have some weird, obscure fish. And it's not even a pretty fish half the time. Like, people have some really unique tastes my bias really shows when they uh, send me some of these fish like "Mm, that's a new flavor of brown (laughs) if you're looking for you know things that you don't normally see in your pet store even if you ask the local pet store it used to be before covid that you could contact some wholesalers and you could get that special fish but there's limitations like they forced you to get a whole box full which is around maybe a thousand of those fish That's a lot of money for an extremely rare fish that they don't know the temperament. They don't know the uh, requirements. uh, They haven't had it in their water before. It's a lot of risk in capital for something that they haven't had in stock before. Just to get you your two that you're going to pick out of the entire batch. So it's very hard for mom and pop shops to deal with that. So people are always asking me, where can I get Obscure Fish X? Well, go on over to the wet spot. You can find their information. It's online. Uh, They are in Washington. Did we lose you, Adam? Nope, nope. I just remembered that place. You just remembered that place. Like, ah. Yeah, check out the wet spot. I have sent many people there. They've been very happy. They're one of the people where you can call up on the phone like, hey, do you have any of these? But I want the purple variety. And they won't even even flinch. They'll be like, yeah, we had those on Tuesday. We're getting a next uh, next shipment in, and then we'll send them out to you. Wonderful place if you're looking for just a couple rare individual fish and they're damn reasonable i mean for what you're getting i mean some rare licorice garami to you know some catfish that they don't even have really domesticated on lists they do a fantastic job to really accommodate the customer and get your weird weird wishes at small quantity small quantity yeah the problem sometimes with people especially newbies into the hobby is you see a picture on the internet and you go oh my god that is the most beautiful fish I've ever seen. I can guarantee you, you'll never find that fish in that color and have it sent to you and it will be fine because most stuff that you see on the internet, those pictures were taken during breeding season. Those fish are mature. They're probably two, two and a half years old. And when you get the exact same fish, it's going to be a little brown turd, just like Robbie said. So, I mean, you're going to have to have a whole lot of time and money on your hands to raise these things into adulthood if it's something a little bit obscure. Yeah, I was mentioning off-air, we've had a couple of connection issues. I was mentioning off-air before that, you know, people when they message me, I'm just amazed on what different tastes people have in fish. And I always get like these obscure, like, ooh, that's a new shade of brown. Yeah. I'm like, that's not maybe my taste, but hey, 
That's that's a great place to start when you're trying to find that one weird special fish. Exactly. And again, the the website I did find it is wetspottropicalfish.com. They are out of Portland, Oregon. I haven't been there in person. I've just dealt with these uh, these guys for, through fans and other uh, other contacts, and it's just been blowing people's minds. Absolutely. I think it's your turn, Jimmy. Is it my turn? That's Rob's. That's Rob's. Basically, he knows a guy. Yeah, that's that's a good like. If you want to know a guy. No, this That's guy. where we recommend to start, you know, why, looking for your weird shit. Exactly. Well, you know, Adam already kind of introduced this earlier on and stuff, talking about Joe Gargas. And Joe Gargas has a website called Aqua Research Center. It's a water analysis and interpretation. And his professional life, he has worked on water systems for cities. He, I own one of his, his books that he's written on water quality and stuff. You were about to say pamphlet, weren't you? Pamphlet. No, it's not really pamphlet. It was like 30 pages. But you're able able to go online, and he talks about water quality, and you can go directly online, and he'll download it into an email form so you can just print it off, and that's what I did. Anyway, uh, Joe's been around for many, many years, been involved in the pet trade probably most of his life. And what he raises is he raises a lot of discus, and I've gotten discus from him several times. And what's really cool about them is he sends them and they're a dime size. And when I say dime size, I don't say nickel size, it's dime size. And you pay anywhere probably like from 18 to $25 for these little fish. But you'll see pictures of the discus that he has for the parents that breed. And what he likes about it is, and I'll read this to you right here where it says about the discus. You go, the small discus acclimate very quickly. His water conditions are 350 micros, less than 80 milligrams, milligrams, 80 megs of uh, total hardness. The pH is not important. He goes, I do not import discus due to disease and parasitic issues. All the discus are bred by me. All my discus with the proper care will turn out to be knockout show quality fish. Please email me with any questions. And he said, some of the best discus I ever got from Jack Watley in in the late 80s in the early 90s, they were 24.95 and the size of a fingernail, and I never had any losses. And that's what got him the idea that he's going to ship discus at a very, very small size. And what I like about this stuff, when these discus come in, you can start feeding them immediately live brine shrimp, and, and they, they go after it with gusto. They are very, very friendly. I mean, a lot of discus you get, they go hide in the back of the tank. Honestly, uh, they're the most moody sons of bitches I've ever had in an aquarium. Yeah. And anyway, these, these discus will come up and say, hey... You know, feed me. You want hungry, obese-style discus that are willing to engage with you and fill their fat mouths. Yeah, and what's really nice about it, when they're coming to small size, they're sent in a small box, and Joe almost always pays shipping. And if you go on Aquabid, and that's where I found Joe the first time, if you go on Aquabid and see, you can watch who's getting bids and who's not getting bids. And I followed it for months and months and months. Anybody giving away free shipping is selling fish all day long. So if you are going to start selling on Aquabid, you might want to consider doing your research about paying for shipping for people because people really, really like that. And that's what Joe does. He'll pay for shipping. He also sells angelfish at Pistagamas, sells a lot of rams, blue rams, gold rams. And go on his website. It's called Aqua Research Center by Joe Gargas. He's in Florida and he does a great job and I highly recommend you. If you just want to like nerd out on water quality, oh, just sit there and just mm, touch my nipples to water quality. You're like one of those guys. You always go to these fish hobbyists. I, I, I love them to death for for koi that's like you want to talk about like water purification systems that have blown my mind go to your local koi club right you'll see they care less i swear to god they have forty thousand dollar koi they they care less about the fish and they'll just sit there and like they're showing you their 70s pride and joy hot rod car that they just restored they'll bring you back and they'll they'll slap the hood on their filtration system and be like man i got x miles out of these things not that this is not that place but i just love those people that uh just 
nerd out about water quality systems. You know, now that you bring it up, uh, he does a system design and consultation, and he will help pet stores design uh, their system. He'll help uh, fish farms. And so I want to read this really quick. They've designed and implemented water treatment systems at fish farms as well as individual breeders of species of tropical fish and have also designed systems for other countries. Countries, not counties, countries. And examples are listed below. Let me read this to you. Back in 2005, we were contacted by Faith Community Church in Arizona. That they're a sponsor of the Destiny School Orphanage in Kampala, Uganda, which is in Africa. Okay. They needed assistance in developing a water purification system System that would supply the drinking and cooking water for over 800 orphans and teachers on a daily basis and be used for all their sanitary needs. At that moment, the children were having issues with water-based diseases and harmful bacteria. Now the water system is finished, completed in 2007, and has been operating successfully ever since. So, I mean, check that out, that he's doing water systems for communities, cities, different countries. This guy knows what he's talking about. Check him out. It's Adam's turn. Adam, what do you got, buddy? Okay, so another place that I like to go for just information and to kind of see what comes up in things is liveaquaria.com. I have not personally bought any fish from there. I just go there to see the pictures of stuff because the names change so constantly with things. I can just use them basically to look for a picture and then they have the 40 different names of it on there so then I can find the damn name. I love that you recommend a site so people can picture identify a fish. Do you know how many places like they'll have a Wikipedia page and they're like, yeah, no, but there's no picture. Well, how helpful is that shit when I'm trying to identify a fish? Nope, go to aliveaquaria.com because they have listings that they haven't had in 20 years. They still have great identifications, recommendations, and pictures. So even if yeah. you can't buy from them, they're still a great database. That's the only reason why I use them. I mean, I, I don't, they're in Wisconsin. They're literally a state away from us. They have really cool rare fish available especially if you like saltwater but i've never bought anything but i need to know the names because like i said the names change so frequently i can't tell I you how much just, i agree with this like this is know, the funniest thing you mentioned here i think they just got done changing flying geckos scientific name i'm like what the f okay sorry i almost swore i'm good sorry we had a couple we had to, we had to censor out today's podcast is explicit so it's not for you kitties okay good I'm like, what the fuck? They changed the goddamn names all the son of a bitch in time, and it pisses me off. Fucking leave the names the way they're supposed to be so that I can identify the goddamn fish and I know what I'm getting. Science must progress, Adam. How dare you? No, it's called, there's some needle dick little asshole that's a scientific <laughs> name that needs to fucking go, and he counts an extra scale on a fish, and he goes, this is a whole new species! <laughs> <laughs> And then he goes and he writes a piece of paper. He writes a paper on it that's five, 20 pages that nobody reads, not even his mother. And then he goes and he says, <laughs> and then he says, this is a new species. I'm changing the whole name. What the fuck? Right. Leave shit the way it's supposed to be. If you find something extra, like it has a toe or an extra, like four or five extra scales, or the behavior is different, then you can change it. Not, oh. This looks different. I'm going to fucking change everything because I'm an asshole. Oh, my God. Adam, what, do, what do we talk about before the podcast when we talk about, you know, just Adam, not venting and saying things you're going to regret? Oh, my God. I don't regret any of it. A Adam, put your wife on because I want her to take all the guns out of the house right now. Put them down. Put all the guns out of the house. I don't want put you them. standing on the rooftop of the local Walmart shooting because you're pissed off because somebody found a new three-toed sloth or something. I don't know. I regret nothing of what I said. I am not upset with scientific community people. All right. You just want to help people use liveaquaria.com. Not recommending yes. them as a uh, purchase site because we don't know. 
right? We just haven't really yeah. bought shit from them, but they're damn good when you're trying to find that one uh, <laughs> one particular fish identification site. Pretty much. All right. All right, my turn. Go ahead. This is our opportunity where we get to like point out, to tell you guys to go research things, and I'm not going to lie to you. We're using this as a bit of a, a, a note of people that we could not get in touch with to get on the podcast. So I'm going to take a note. One of the guests that I've been trying to get on since we started the podcast, Emily Vogt, V-O-I-G-T. I'm not really sure how Voigt. Voigt, Vogt. I'd say Voigt. Is a New York Times author and wrote the book, The Dragon Behind the Glass. Sounds dirty. A wonderful book. Absolute bestseller. This is outside of the aquarium hobby, mind you. This is from someone that publishes real stories. Real books? It's a hardcover book. Yeah, real books. Like, very uh, very well known for being an author. And she stumbled upon, in her uh, reporting, stumbled upon a story about Asian arowana and the illegal trade. So this is her coming from the outside, knowing little to nothing about aquariums, and giving you the full detailed perspective in a wonderful book on the entire industry and what it's doing to the fish the habitat and most importantly the poor people that are involved in this uh, illegal trademark very powerful book i recommend getting it i think you can get it for 20 bucks online unfortunately we reached out to her after her different tours where she was doing interviews and whatnot and she's moved on of course to her other works this was just one book of her long uh, list of writing and uh, contributing to content but definitely check it out we would love to have her on the podcast if she uh, ever wanted to to get some uh, details and insight behind the book but this is a book where i recommend buy it don't just go to the library rent it own a copy and you know share it with some friends it we got true crime mixed with our hobby i mean it's a really compelling book yeah i just pulled up some stuff on, on emily so emily voigt is a journalist specializing in science and culture her stories have appeared in the new york times the atlantic Mother Jones, On Earth, and Isotop, a journal of literary science and nature writing, as well as on the program Radio Lab and This American Life. She's the real deal, folks. She is a real author, and this is what she does. So we'd love to have her on. I know we reached out to her, and I think we got as far past her. We got uh, to publicist and whatnot. Or publicist, yes. And they, they told her that you know she does so much different content and really meaningful content that it's just we missed our opportunity. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's fair. It's nothing uh, nothing that we control, but it's it's such a gem. Don't miss it. Read this book. Yes, and so if you want to check her out, and she's also on Twitter, so check out Emily Voigt. Don't harass her to come on the podcast. No. Right? She's got a million things to do. Yeah. But if someone does, we'll give you a t-shirt. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead. Adam. Adam here on a roll tonight. Give her a holler. No, I'm kidding. Don't don't no. don't irritate that wonderful woman. No. All right, Jimmy, you got more. I, I don't have one right now. I, I, I got you with your pants down. You're you, going to your list. I was trying to help you out with Emily. Well, I think it's a time for our sponsored break. Uh, for those that are looking for the extreme in their aquarium, please check out our sponsor, J4 Flowerhorns. Dot com. We'll have the link in the description. Use promo code AquariumGuys at checkout for 10% off everything in the store. Seriously, he has award-winning record flower horns. That's what he's known for. But he has all different types of uh, different creatures. I've seen Platinum Gars on there. You'll see uh, different Stingrays that he'll offer. He uh, frequently goes on his Facebook page and offers waffles. They're not raffles. Raffles are you can get yourself a, a waffle ticket. A waffle ticket. A waffle ticket. <laughs> and you just might get yourself a piece of the extreme. But go to his website. Aquarium Guys is the promo code. Get yourself some sweet swag. J4 Flower Horns. Thank you for sponsoring the podcast. Let's talk about his video that he did. Let's talk about that. Because this weekend I had company. Did you? Came, came over to the house. Oh, no. And I showed it to him. You mean that we did? That, what? That, that video was 
the three video, parts. The video is good. Ah, that we that we were responsible. Yes, but I'm talking about the animated one. Right, the song. The song we were responsible for. Robs, you found somebody extremely talented out of the Minneapolis area. We have a podcast on it. Smoke and Joe was able to uh, write us a song and uh, wrote us the cock song. Yes. Yes. And we kind of peed ourselves when he did it live for us the first time. Then J4, you know, because again, he loves flower horns. He's the, he's the man for flower horns, decided to animate it. And it's kind of like a SpongeBob-esque animation where he had like fish singing and... It was a lot of fun. You got to check it out. Yes, and we even got a shout out at the end of the video. He said thank you to the aquarium guys. <laughs> Felt good, didn't we it? We love you too, bro. Yeah, so check that out. And what do they have to key in on the YouTuber, Rob's? Oh, they can literally it? just Google cock song and J4 flower horns. Really? And Absolutely. it just pops right up on your... K-O-K, the cock song. Cock That's song. the uh, cock again. We went over this as the uh, ball on top of flower horns head. So check that out. I checked it out over the weekend. and showed it to my friends and they all pissed themselves. Did they have a good time? Yes. So speaking of pissing themselves, you got another one for us, Jim. I do have one. Okay. And and this is a special one in my heart. Honestly, this is the first person that I reached out to when I started uh, 30 years ago to uh, help me out in raising angelfish. And then he stepped up how many years later? It's, you've mentioned him so many times on the I love podcast. This guy. I feel like he's he I should do. be giving you money. I He does. He, he does? He takes me for weekends down in Malibu. Does he? Oh, gosh. Yeah. You've never been invited? I have not. Oh, it's a lot of fun. You I mean, up. I found Malibu in your fridge. Yeah. No, it's a lot of fun. So I, the guy I'm talking about <laughs> is the guy that helped us get going on this podcast. And, and what episode was that, Robbie? I feel like that's the moment you're like, this is this is a legit thing. This is a legit thing. So number one. Right. Angelsplus.com or oh, would be your, your next one, Jimmy. Mr. Steve Rabicki. So if you it, have not... It, it doesn't help that, you know, number one, he's an educated gentleman, right? And he has a very in-depth process of how he's done things for many years. But then also, Jimmy's just sitting there touching his nipples. Oh, God. I love Joe. Angelfish is secretly his favorite fish of all favorite time. Favorite fish of all time. It, nothing can beat it ever. If angelfish are best in Jimmy's eyes. Yes. So back when I started many, many years ago, I reached out to Steve... He helped me out tremendously, giving me some advice and stuff. He is so busy right now that he will, if you want to pay for a consultation, he'll help you out too. But back in the day uh, when we first started out, he was one of the first people that was on the internet. I don't know if he was the first, but he was one of the first people selling fish on the internet. And just a class act, just a wonderful guy, sells all kinds of cool things on there. He sells high, high, high quality koi angelfish, which are anywhere between 40 to 85 percent covered in orange he sells other angelfish he sells guppies he sells plecos a lot of dry goods he's just a wonderful guy and i he's from new Olean, new york and so it's angelsplus.com he also sells fish food snails live plants you can go on there and get all kinds of cool stuff but what i really like about it if you go on there and let's say you're interested in breeding pairs of of angelfish he sells them they are not cheap, but they are high, high quality. And you can go on there on his website and click on there. And then he, every time he releases a new pair out to the public, you'll be the first one notified on your phone and stuff. But right now he's got a breeding pair of koi angelfish for $450. I've seen them as high as $795. I've seen them as low as $200. But, you know, everybody goes, well, $200 is a lot for a couple of fish. One spawn and they're paid for one spawn so that's it was a tough thing to get through my head when i first started that, that you know i can go get cruddy angelfish get 20 adults let them pair off on my own and save a lot of money but you know those fish laid 150 200 eggs and and the quality was pretty poor i should say steve stuff he's been working with him for so many years that you're going to have six seven hundred babies at a crack and he does not release them to the general public until he has raised up 
uh, several spawns. So he won't guarantee that they'll breed in your water, but they did breed for him. Yeah, heck of a nice guy. Got some cool stuff, so check him out at angelsplus.com. Steve Rubicki in New Olean, New York. What you got, Adam? Planetcatfish.com. Planet Catfish. So planetcatfish.com is strictly for catfish people. They'll have, basically they have like farewellas, all the Loria cads, uh, the L numbers, Corridoras, Whisker catfish. They're really good for catfish people that like those bottom-dwelling fish. They have spawning information on that website. They have pictures. They have, so you can type in the L number or a common name and it should be able to pop it up. I'm pretty sure that they have all of the quote-unquote scientific names that they were called in the past from people and everything else. So I, I'm big into Corys and, and Plecos and stuff, so Planet Catfish has always been a big help. Ian Fuller, I think. Does he run that website, Robs? Ian Fuller? Ian Fuller. He's like a world-renowned Corydoras breeder. Honestly, I don't know who has that site. I'm just We just give okay. him credit because we, we do like it. Yeah, I, I think, I don't know, don't quote me on that one. I don't know if he owns it, but, like, so Ian Fuller is, like, one of the world-renowned. I have two of his books, and this guy is a Corridorist master. I think we should actually take a moment and pick content creators and just do a quick round. We, we've named a bunch of, you know, sites, uh, helpful places. I named a book. We need to get some shout-outs to some content creators. I'll take a first crack at a couple of them. Father Fish. Right, we've re- I've reached out to Father Fish. Uh, he said that he's willing to come on the podcast. We've had again such a backlog; it's hard for me to schedule something out. But Father Fish is such a fantastic wealth of knowledge. Check out his YouTube channel. This gentleman is a wealth of knowledge. He's wonderful to deal with, and he has great people around him to help him out with uh, the live streams he does. He's he's such a great, humble man. Check him out. Uh, we hope to have him on the podcast in, in the future. I think that uh, that'll be a fantastic episode that I'm looking very forward to. We're definitely going to have to do that podcast a little bit earlier because he's more of a uh, early bird, Jimmy. Yes, he is. Definitely uh, a big favorite one. All right, Adam, all you. Um, Pick someone that isn't... Uh, we haven't talked about it. Yeah, just pick some that we haven't had in the podcast. Oh, well. Oh, no, I ruined all their selections. Well, you threw this up for a loop, and we weren't prepared. Well, you guys I mean, said I, you did your homework. People, I, I don't really pay attention to content creators because. No one inspires you, Adam. Isn't there, like, well, some, some dude that sits out there and, like, gets injected by poison just to inspire you to get more venomous shit? No, that guy's a fucking idiot. What? I'm not talking about a specific that, guy. I was asking you if there is a guy. Oh, that coyote, what's his name? Isn't it Coyote Peterson or something? <gasps> yeah, doesn't he, didn't he start doing stuff for kids and then he got bit by it on purpose? I think he died. <laughs> I, I'm kind of why, why is that like, funny that somebody <laughs> died? God, you people. Oh. I, anybody that purposely takes like hawk wasps and, and all the other shit. Oh, I'm, I'm so in for all that. For sure. Do we I, lose? I like having dangerous shit, but I don't like playing with it. Like, there's a difference. Oh, yeah, Adam wants... I'm severely allergic to wasps. Do I want a pet mutant hornet or giant Asian hornets? Eh, not really, but they're going to be fun to look at. This guy grabs shit and, like, purposely shoves it in his arm. I think you guys are dead again. Dead air. No, we're just listening to you ramble. (laughs) No, we're we're enjoying this. We need uh, need to do this more often. Jimmy, did you think of one? I did. I did find one. I'm sorry. I blanked out last time. He's sorry. I I did a lot of drugs when I was in high school. He's sorry. Here's one of my favorite, and I really want to get this guy on. And if you've not followed him, it's called Dexter's World. 
and Dexter, Dexter is overseas and in a very, very poor community. And he puts up a heck of a lot of videos on breeding parakeets, on breeding betta fish, on breeding koi. Okay, now you have to realize on Dexter is that he is breeding all this stuff in his backyard in a very, very small area with little or limited funds, not a lot of money. And he breeds the most beautiful guppies and he is using nets from 1969. He's using glass bottles for his bettas and he just does a tremendous job and it's all about the quality of the fish and taking care of your animals. And if you have not seen Dexter's World, he has all kinds of videos and stuff and he also goes out to other places that breed fish. So it's very fun to watch him go to his friend's house who's breeding betta fish in a hut with no floor. I mean like a dirt floor, no windows and stuff like that. He'll go to his friend's house that's breeding emus or koi or parakeets and he takes a unlimited amount of garbage I want to say and turns them into aquariums whatever holds water over there in his world is what they use and it's very humbling to see that you can have great success without a whole bunch of extra money spent on that so check it out Dexter's World on YouTube not laboratory don't get it confused no that's a cartoon that's a cartoon also a great great show but not, not at all. Yep. Something beneficial to the hobby. Yeah, the, the one I, I've been. I do have a question for Dexter's World. Yes, not your guy. The, the like the cartoon. How the oh, hell God. is this guy a world-renowned scientist with a super genius, and he can't keep his sister out of his lab? <laughs> oh, my childhood. Thank I, you. I, I don't even know what you guys are talking about. There, there's a cartoon on Cartoon Network back yes. in the 2000s, 90s. It's called Dexter's Laboratory. Oh, he's the smartest boy you've ever seen. Yes, it was great. Yeah, it was a great little orange head dwarf kid. He's super genius. And he literally but his, got an IQ of like four thousand. His sister would just blow everything up. That's all it would yep. do. Every episode, like he would do some crazy elaborate scheme, and then his sister would blow it up. Would be the moral story. It's like a, it's like a brother and sister version of Tom and Jerry. Really? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. How do I miss that? Oh, I was an adult back then. You were an adult. Your, I'm sorry. Your kids watched it. Probably not. You should watch more cartoons. Less, uh, less work. Less work. Uh, I'll do one more so Adam can uh, finish up his details there. Serpent design is probably the one that I go just to get my mind blown. It's something that every episode I will thoroughly enjoy on his YouTube channel. He does all types and types of terrariums, plantariums, insert a word and put arium at the end of it, and he'll find a way of doing it. That man can take a mason jar, shit into it, and it'll be the most beautiful growing sculpture you've ever seen. The must stuff have he, my special plant. The stuff he does, you look at it and like, wow, the amount of time, species knowledge, everything that goes into the jar, and then he makes you look dumb by how easy it is to put together. The guy is an absolute gift to the internet check it out he's such a wide span i doubt we'll ever get him on the podcast just because he we try to find single experts in a topic like you talk about steve rubicki he's angels right this guy is an expert in so many different things he's a real maverick check it out if you ever want to get inspired about designing stuff and anything uh, any type of container whether it be for terrariums or fish this guy's a real gem and where's he located out of i have no idea I'm just mesmerized. Like every time I want to like sit and relax and really take in something breathtaking, and beautiful and get inspired. I go to Serpent Design. I like, take mushrooms. <laughs> there's mushrooms in some of his jars. Really? I might want to check great. that out. I mean, you know, about us having, you know, fun stuff in a jar. This guy just makes it look like he's a, absolute. Nothing can go wrong in anything he touches. Fantastic. Real inspiring. Adam, take us yeah. home, buddy. Take, take your swing. Take it home. 
Swing bad about I don't like I said, I don't really watch too many content creators. The only one that I would say that I watch is probably Wally Kern. He's a reptile breeder out of Wisconsin. Well, there we go. We have a content creator. Tell us more about Wally Kern. He's just an old retired guy that has a lot of cool geckos that I like. He just brings in lots of cool stuff. He's uh doing isopods. He was he was actually at Aquashella. I think he does some shrimp too. He's just an old retired I don't know. He's just a kind of down to earth old retired guy that likes breeding things. And he, he does this stuff on the internet? Yeah, he does. Well, he sells stuff online and he's got Facebook pages, but I've watched a few of his things because he brings stuff back that you for, people forget about, like Pictus geckos and stuff we haven't had for years and years. And then he goes, I want those. And so now they're going to be popular again because so, he's literally bringing them back. How do we find him then? YouTube. And then I think he's just one sec. He's going to giggle it on his inner tubes. That's right. Pretty much. While Jimmy freshens his beer. Supreme gecko. That's what he's on. Supreme Gecko. Cool. And he's out of Sussex, Wisconsin. So right across the border from us again. Wonderful. There's a lot of content creators that uh, we've missed. And again, some of us Joe's apparently apparently like uh, Adam don't list, oh, watch content creators. You should get it out there. There's other ones we'd like to get on the podcast for sure. I know Michael's Fish Room has been a big one. In fact, one of the... Uh, members here just message us about it like hey what about this guy absolutely i've messaged him in the past i tried to get him on the podcast couldn't get something scheduled but that man is a is a real aficionado on guppies as well but uh, i like it because he he's like one of these people like us he's a little more of a class act than us but he's very brutally honest like he'll tell it like it is that's kind of what i like out of him i think of the last content creator we, we finally need to come out of the closet jimmy let's do it we need to tell our story when we kick this podcast off tell the secrets of the world we don't care anymore so when we started the podcast... That was a long time ago. Jimmy didn't know what a podcast was, and he was really entertained at what, what the idea was. Actually, I didn't even care what a podcast was. Right. You just you gave it a go. You had some fun. And like, let's give this a go. When we did that, we did uh, the first couple of few episodes, and it really it felt right to us, right? We had a lot of uh, stuff to clean up, editing, just a lot of maturity in the content creating. But we... <laughs> Because the maturity has gotten so much better. Right. I was saying like in the quality, oh, the okay. curating, there, there's other elements besides our immaturity. And we decided to reach out. We wrote down, you know, topics and people that we'd like to have that were experts in certain areas. And one of them that was put on the list was Corey. Yes. Right. Corey McElroy. And we find that his aquarium co-op was a fantastic bit of knowledge on YouTube. It, there's many uh, episodes on there where it's absolutely the best content in that subject. Lots of cool stuff. He does a great job, and we reached out to him early out in the uh, podcast and you know, contacted the store, talked to some of his people, and we knew that he was getting the messages, right? Yes. Not only are they just not just blowing us off saying, oh, well, we'll let them know. There was comments made on some of his live streams that there was a podcast reaching out to him and whatnot. So... We waited. Then we got an official answer. I messaged him on his live stream. Said, hey, come on the podcast. He says, you know, I'm booked out for like 11 months. And I wholeheartedly believe that. He is absolutely needs to book out. He's got his store to manage. He's got his content to curate. He's, he's got a busy guy. products to deal. I totally believe he's two years booked out. Right? He said, you know, why don't you get some episodes under your belt? Contact me back and we'll see where we're at. You know, that's the wonderful answer. We, uh, especially early in the podcast, we didn't even expect him to answer us back. So we were taken back, class act, message us, uh, message us that. And we just took that as is. Then our fans got involved. They're, they were angry. Right. Our fans got involved and they started harassing him on his live stream. We have very dedicated fans and we love you. But you are a double uh, edged sword. 
<laughs> All right, I've held this story for over two years. You are a double-edged sword in many things, and we, we've had to carefully select the things that we've uh, incorporated in our podcast because we've learned on how good and evil you can be at the same time. <laughs> our gaggle of diehard fans started uh, popping in the live stream. Hey, you got to come see these guys. You got to come on their podcast and started harassing him. So by the time we reached out to him again, he's been getting hits on his live stream. We mm. did not tell them to do this. You did this on your own flourishing. So thanks for so much for that. Then when we reach out to him again, message him. And now we're, you know, in the 20s, you know, episode uh, 20 episodes under the belt. For those that don't know, podcasts was at 75% of all podcasts never make it to episode eight. Really? Never make it to episode eight. Same with YouTube. The people that start uh, making uh, channels, I forget the because me- I'm not a YouTuber. I don't know the metric. I just know that it's people don't succeed trying to do content creation. Yeah, I, I, I bet against us. I didn't think we'd last. Absolutely not. I did, so that's the metric for podcasts is 75% of podcasts don't make it to the eighth episode. So we're in, in our 20s episode now. We're like, hey, and maybe he'll take us a little more seriously. No. So we reach out one more time. We put a super chat into his live stream. And by this time, he's been harassed by our fans on top of it and said, hey, thanks for the invitation. Uh, I, I, you'll, the pot, this live stream was so long ago. So I'm, 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 it was very nice. It wasn't bad. He was, he was saying, hey, I checked out the podcast. Your content's definitely not family friendly. No. Nope. I have obligations to do. I have a family friendly channel. I just can't come on your. Yeah. He can't he, come on your stream. And that's where we left it. We did not reach back out again. Yep. And that's a fair answer. We understand that we're a brand risk. We, Absolutely. We tell you what's on top of our brain. We understand the whole gamut. But you people have not let up. Really? Right? Are they still bothering? They love. I, I don't think they're bothering him anymore. But again, I purposely stay away from those live streams. To uh, He does a great job. But now I have to stay away from those live streams because of all the shit that they've made. And I've seen him before. He was sick on one of the uh, episodes and he was sick of people messaging him. So then he, I don't know if it was us, but for a time there, for like a good almost year he stopped allowing super chats to happen on his uh on his live stream maybe because of us and other people and he only uh let him uh he only let people that were subscribed to his channel do super chats for a while and then he brought it back up yeah we had a lot of people sadly harass the aquarium co-op to try to get come on the podcast because you guys were you know fans of both or fans of us thank you for what you tried to do but it definitely put a bad bad flavor in the mouth we know that certainly affected communication. I haven't reached out uh, since then. And uh, just want to put out there that we love you as fans, but act like uh, it's your channel next time you're going to uh, <laughs> Don't act like us. harass some people. Yeah. Yeah. No, we totally respect that. We are a brand risk. We are not into this. This is not our job. We're not into this to make money. We're not into this to make fans we're just in it to entertain ourselves which we do on occasion and share uh, not just entertain ourselves that's unfair to share unexposed knowledge right that's been we feel hidden or not given the correct limelight in the hobby and what we've definitely done that we've done some taboo topics we spoke our minds and it's a lot of fun for us sharing that knowledge and having you guys be entertained along the way yeah so we totally respect Corey and uh, that we are brand risk it's not a big deal so everybody just freaking relax so don't you dare after this. If you go on his live stream, like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to see you over here, right? Go on his live stream and harass that man. Leave him alone and enjoy his thoroughly curated, excellent content. Excellent. Is that it? Is that all? That, that's the list? I think that's it. Well, don't forget. So check out Corey on YouTube. The, the best place that you can uh, go is, of course, our <laughs> merch store. 
Our merch, help, yes. Help support wow. the podcast. Exactly. We're not here to make money. We're here to pay the damn bills. Yeah, keep the hosting going. Maybe we can someday even pay for a little bit of ad spotlight on Facebook or something. There's a massive fish community still on Facebook. Yep. Yeah, I see one of our listeners asked us if we could, were going to Aquashella. And, uh, I wish if I wasn't having a baby in less than two weeks, I would have been there. Like, you, I had it all planned. Yeah. It would have been great. And uh, Joe just come back from Aquashella, and we need to get him on here, and, and let's talk to him about uh, what happened at Aquashella. Sounded like he beat out a bunch of pro aquascapers. Who? Or was he judging? Joe? I thought he was judging. I don't know. we got to get him on and find out. Yeah. We'll need to have him come on. Well, guys, if you like the podcast, you like what you hear, you want this to happen more often, and you want to support us, merch store. We have the Discord. You can listen live. Uh, there's a donation link on the bottom. I'm pretty sure I have Patreon open by now. We'll find out and throw us a couple bucks, help keep the lights on and share it with a friend. That's by far the best way. If you just you have a favorite episode or a tidbit that you want to share out, share that stuff. It's We're on every platform but YouTube because that's... People hate us on YouTube. I mean, it's not hate us on YouTube. It's just a video platform. We're, we're an audio podcast. Yeah. Well, you're gonna, we're going to be doing some video stuff on Discord. Maybe we can re-upload that. But uh, we're on everything. Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, everything. Because YouTube is for beautiful people and podcasts are for The only beautiful one is me. That, that is true, Adam. You are man candy. Speaking of which, uh, we did have some uh, ladies uh, pop in asking if we could do a photo shoot and do that as a uh, like a signed autograph for pictures of Adam. What? Yes. Somebody wants Adam's autograph? No, other, no. Other somebody wants p- a picture of him looking good with his autograph. Oh. There you go, Adam. You can sign it Chocolate Thunder. <laughs> chocolate Thunder. It's not Chocolate Thunder. <laughs> it's the Egyptian Pope. I don't know. All right. On that note, we leave you. You can delete that. Until the next episode. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for listening to the podcast. Please go to your favorite place where podcasts are found, whether it be Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever they can be found. Like, subscribe, and make sure you get push notifications directly to your phone so you don't miss great content like this. I am your Rob's <laughs> your, host, your, Olson. You're my Rob's what? I am your Rob's host, Olson. You know, when you say I'm your Rob's host, Olson, when you say host, <laughs> it sounds like you've got parasites or something. You can literally turn somebody into a zombie with it. <laughs> wow. wow wow we left and got back and we got back at zombies